turn to Mark chapter 9. I'm going to preach a, a simple message to you today. It's not a lengthy message, but I want to talk about healing today. And the title of the message is just simply this, The Sun Will Arise. The Sun Will Arise. And you say, well, Pastor, what does that have to do with healing? Well, you'll find out. All right? I promise you, you'll find out before the end of this message today. In Acts chapter 20, Paul is actually speaking and he's talking and he says this, For I did not shun, I wasn't shunned, I didn't shun away, I've not shunned from teaching you the whole counsel of God. I have not, uh, one translation says, the Amplified translation says, I did not shrink away from teaching you the plans and purposes of God. I've declared to you the plan and the very purpose of God. In other words, the whole counsel, the whole counsel of God. And I know we live in a day and age where in some places, some churches and some pastors and leaders are teaching to you just part of, of the whole counsel of God. In other words, they're just taking parts of what is available to you according to the word of God and just giving you parts of it. And so what I want to do to you today is just put together what I believe is a teaching on healing that is from the word of God. It is truth based and it is the whole counsel of God, because there are some that would take salvation and they would put it into compartments and they would say this, that the forgiveness of sins is over here. It's in one category. And they would categorize as the forgiveness of sins as being salvation, right? And then they take the other parts and they say, well, as far as freedom and deliverance and healing, we're going to put that in a whole other compartment. Salvation or forgiveness of sins is always available to you. But these other parts where we talk about freedom and deliverance and healing for your body and for your mind, those are extra. Those, you got to jump through some extra hoops to get to that. And so they don't, they don't teach the whole counsel. So what I want to do is put together what I believe is the word of God concerning uh, salvation that includes the forgiveness of sins freedom for your mind, deliverance, and healing for your bodies. Is that okay this morning? All right, so let's talk about that. Mark chapter number 9, verse number 17. This is a healing encounter that Jesus has, and it starts by saying this. Then one of the crowd answered and said, Teacher, I brought you my son who has a mute spirit. And whenever it seizes him, it throws him down. He foams at the mouth. He gnashes his teeth. And becomes rigid. So I spoke to your disciples that they should cast him out, cast it out, but they could not. Now, verse number 19 says this He answered and said, Now he's talking to his disciples here, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him to me. Then they brought him to him, and when he saw him, immediately the spirit convulsed him, and he fell on the ground and wallowed, foaming at the mouth. So he said to the father, how long has this been happening to him? And he said, from childhood. And as often as thrown him both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. Now watch this statement the father makes to Jesus. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus says to him in verse 23, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Verse 24 says, immediately the father of the child cried out and said with tears, 
Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. This man brought his son to the disciples. And the Bible says that disciples could not do anything. Not that they would not, it just says that they could not. He says, listen, he says to Jesus, I've brought my son to your disciples, hoping that they would do something. They were willing, they were willing. In other words, they actually prayed for him, right? They prayed for him, but nothing happened. Nothing happened. And so they could not, it says this, they could not do anything, right? And so Jesus looks at the disciples. Now, whenever there's a a prayer that goes unanswered, it seems like we always have to find an answer for that. Why did this happen? And so in our searching for answers, sometimes we come up with, with some sort of misguided truth or some sort of perverted belief and I've been at funerals, I have, I've, I've been in hospital rooms where I've heard the craziest stuff said over, over people as to why they, they were not healed or why this person passed away. And I've heard it said, well, God must have needed another angel in heaven. I've heard all these sort of things and I just cringe as a pastor and I look and I go to this particular passage of Scripture and I say, well, here's a, here's a case where, where the disciples prayed and nothing happened. So what, what was wrong? Jesus actually tells us what happened. He tells us what went wrong. He looked at his disciples and he said to the disciples, it's a faith issue. It's a faith issue. He looks at them and he says, you're unbelieving and you don't have enough faith. And so Jesus tells us what the answer is. The answer is a lack of faith. And so it's always, listen to me, church, it's always a faith issue. It's always a faith issue. And the father actually has this conversation with Jesus. Now, Jesus engages the father. The father actually engages Jesus. And Jesus says, how long has he been like this? Huh? And the man said... He's been like this since he was a little boy, from his very childhood, from, from perhaps from infancy. Right? In other words, he was born with this particular disease. Now, you have to understand, some giants are bigger than others. Can I go to good amen? They're just bigger than others. You know what? I get a little sniffle, I get a little cold, and maybe we'll go to the medicine cabinet and we'll take a little medicine. For me, I just drink a cup of coffee. I know if I drink coffee, I'm good. Come on now. Anybody like me? Just give me some coffee. I just need coffee, a little bit of nap, and I'm good to go. You know what I mean? Some of you, you need your chicken soup, and, and you just know if you get that soup, there's healing power in the soup. Right? And, or, or, say, see, that's just one of those little giants. It's just a little thing, right? They just got the cold. But then you hear the word cancer. You hear leukemia, or you hear diabetes, or you hear some sort of bone disorder and you you think differently you go that's a different kind of giant and see the disciples now listen to me watch this did the disciples have faith of course they did they had already prayed for people why do you think the man brought the son to the disciples in the first place because they had prayed for people and people had gotten healed 
But they took one look at this boy. Watch this. And doubt just began to rise up. And they go, this isn't good. And you see, we all have this faith battle that takes place because there's a myth that, that faith and doubt cannot coexist. Listen to me. Listen to me, church. Faith and doubt can coexist. It did in the disciples. They had faith. They weren't completely lacking of faith. See, sometimes we think you either have to have all faith and zero doubt, right? Or you're just going to have all doubt and no faith. But the truth is, is that it is possible for faith and doubt to coexist. That's where the battle comes in. That's why Paul said, you fight the good fight of faith. Why? Because faith has to overcome your doubt. Right? And so what happened is these disciples took one look at this boy and doubt just rose up in their heart. Right? And so Jesus took this man and the man says to Jesus, watch this. If you can do anything, have compassion on my son. Now, I used to think like this. I mean, what's worse, that we question somebody's ability or that we question their willingness? I mean, is it better, is it better to question somebody's ability or their willingness? Right? See, I'm a father. I have three kids. I would rather, just me personally, I'm just talking for me now, I would rather them question my ability than my willingness. That's me. I, I would rather them say, Dad, I know that if you could buy me a Porsche 911, you would. I would probably say, no, I wouldn't, but I appreciate the thought. Huh? But the truth is, is that there's just, I can't give them everything that they want, and, and perhaps I wouldn't anyway. So, but I'm willing, I want the best for my kids. I want the best for all of them. I don't pick and choose and say, I want you to have this, but I don't want you to have it. I want the best for all of them. That's what a father, that's what a parent does. I want the best for all of them. So don't question my willingness, but also let's not question God's ability, right? Because the truth is, is that if you look at what the father does here in this particular case, he questions both. He says this, watch this. He says, if you can do anything, ability, have compassion on us. That's willingness. See, if Jesus was ever going to get offended, this is when he should have got offended. This is when, I, if I was Jesus, I'd go, oh yeah, yeah, you ain't getting nothing from me how dare you question not just my ability but now you're questioning my willingness you're wondering if I'm even going to have compassion but the truth is is that when Jesus hears this man he doesn't get offended he actually loves him and I just think Jesus looks at him and says listen it's not on me it's on you do you hear me now? It's not on me. D don't put it on me. It's on you. If you believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Whoo, hallelujah. See, sometimes we look at it and we go, listen, I know God is able. God can do anything. God can do anything. And I know he's able. I just don't know 
if he's willing for me. We take salvation and we put it in this compartment. God's always able and willing to save. But then we take healing and deliverance and freedom and we put it over here. And we go, well, he's able, but I just don't know if he's willing. Well, why if he's, if he's willing and able to save, why isn't he also willing and able to heal? Why do we separate them? Why do we compartmentalize salvation? Because if you look at the actual word in the Greek, the word saved, if you look at it in the Greek, it actually means this. It actually means safe. You're safe. Right? And it means it's a wholeness. It's a completeness. It's the word sozo in the Greek. And here's what it means. It means saved. In other words, forgiven, made well. It actually means that your health has been restored. Right? It's an all-encompassing word. It is you are saved, not only forgiven, but you're also healed, set free, delivered. You get everything. You get it all with that one word. You are saved. Hallelujah. Amen. How many of y'all saved? Raise your hand. Come on now, you're saved. Let me ask you this. How many of you healed? Same hands. Woo. I said same hands. How many of you delivered? Same hands. Come on now. Guess what? You get it all. It's all inclusive. Huh? You go on the cruise. You not only get on the boat, you get the food. Hallelujah. Woo, hallelujah. You get it all. No add-ons, no extras, no hidden costs, no hidden fees. Come on now. Everything that he provided at the cross is yours. You say, no, 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 that, that can't be. You're saved by grace, but you're healed by faith. No, no, no. Ephesians 2.8 says you're saved by grace through faith, right? And guess how you're healed? You're healed by grace through faith. Everything. That's why Jesus looked at his disciples. Now, he was a little more harsh on them than he was the father. Because they should have known better. And he said, guys, it's a faith issue. It's always a faith issue. Huh? It's not an ability issue. Do you hear me now? God's able. It's not a willingness issue. Huh? He doesn't heal on Tuesdays, but not Thursdays. It's a faith issue. He says to the Father, if you believe... All things are possible to him who believes. Let me give you two healing truths real quick. And the first one is this. Every believer, every believer is healed, spirit, soul, and body. Right? You're healed. He's provided healing for you, spirit. That means your spirits come alive. You once were dead. Now you've been made alive. Your spirit comes alive. The real you comes alive. And then also in your soul, your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. That means you're healed in your mind, your thoughts, the shame, the guilt of your past, what you've done. God sets you free from that thing at the cross. Amen. You can access that at any time. And also your body. Sickness cannot reside in your body. Amen. You have to believe. God provided not just for our salvation. He provided for our healing. Amen. See, we get challenged sometimes. I'll call for an altar call for people to get saved. We could have 10 or 12 people come up. And
and, and nobody will question how many people got saved. If I lead them in a sinner's prayer and they say, I confess my sins, I receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, I ask him to forgive me, and from this moment forward, I'm going to live for him. You would say that everyone who came up got saved. Nobody would question it. You'd go to lunch and say, what will happen in service? Oh, we had 10 people come up for salvation. 10 people got saved. But if we had 10 people come up for healing, come on now. And you'd say, well, how many people got healed? I don't know. I don't know. I didn't see anything. I mean, one person got the jitters. Another person fell in the spirit. They might have got it. Huh? But the other three, they were like sticks in the mud. I don't think they got anything. You see? But, but how do we access it? The same way. Through faith. And you come forward and you pray the prayer of faith and you believe. I receive my healing today. Amen. God provided for me. I'm going to get it right now. It's a done deal. I believe it. I receive it. Hallelujah. It's the same. We're not going to, we're not going to split it. It's the whole counsel of God. Hallelujah. And we have to be sure that we have it. Amen. See, the devil will tell you you're disqualified. He'll always show you the promises of God and then he'll say, yeah, they're available, just not for you. Because, I mean, look at what you, this past week, you know, you know, huh? And he just tries to tell you about your past and, and you don't have enough faith and you have doubt. And listen, we do have to overcome our doubt. But when we overcome our doubt, we receive everything that he has for us. The man says to Jesus, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. And Jesus didn't go, not good enough. Huh? Actually, you know, the next thing that Jesus does is Jesus heals the boy. What did he say? Lord, I have faith, right? But I also have unbelief. Now I need my unbelief to go away so that I only have faith. Amen? See, we battle sometimes. We feel that twinge. We, we get the doctor's report. We wake up a little stiff, a little sore. All of a sudden we feel this pain that's kind of weird. That was weird. Anybody ever have that happen? That was weird. I didn't like that. I just stepped wrong, just... You know, and you all of a sudden the devil will tell you, Whoo, you're done for. Go ahead, just say your goodbyes. I mean, he'll tell you all sorts of stuff, and you have to believe, No, I'm healed in Jesus' name. I'm not going to be moved by how I feel, what I see. I believe that when I pray, I receive it. Amen. It belongs to me. Amen. Here's how sure it is Malachi chapter 4. Verse number two, it says this. It says, but as for you who feel my, fear my name, the son of righteousness will rise with healing in its wings. Now, I looked up this verse in about 20 translations. And I've taught on this before, but I looked it up again. About 20 different translations. Okay? And almost exclusively, it takes that phrase, son of righteousness... Only one translation actually makes that a title because we think to ourselves, I've seen this, heard this misquoted, I've seen it misprinted, and we think when it talks about the son of righteousness, it's talking about Jesus Christ. But it doesn't say S-O-N. Huh? It says S-U-N. In fact, the New American translation 
of this verse. That's, that's New American Translation. The NIV says, with healing in its rays. It doesn't say his wings or his rays, its rays. It's actually talking about the physical sun that we see. S-U-N. And so what it means is this. As certain as the sun is going to rise tomorrow, healing is available to you. Did you hear me now? Now, I don't know if you know this or not. Now, you may not see the S-U-N today because there's nothing but clouds. But how many of you know tomorrow morning, well, maybe not tomorrow, but how many of you know at some point, listen, you may not see it. It's still there, right? It's still there. It's got some clouds in the way. It's got some doubt in the way. That's a good segue. We got some doubt in the way. But how many of you know that guess what's going to happen tomorrow morning? The sun's going to rise. The sun's going to rise. And it's going to give off rays. And as certain as those rays touch the earth, God has provided healing for you. And guess what's going to happen the next day? The sun's going to show up. The sun's going to be there. Now, some of you just think it appears. It actually rises. You just got to get up early. Hallelujah. That's right. And guess what? As certain as the sun is going to rise tomorrow and the next day and the next day and the next day, as confident as I am, as I'll see that big orange ball in the sky, I'm that confident that God has provided healing for us, salvation for us, deliverance for us. Amen. As certain as the sun's going to rise. Amen. Hallelujah. You say, how certain are you? As certain as that sun's coming up tomorrow. Amen. I'm going to ask Pastor Mark to come back to the keyboard today. And we want to take just a few minutes to sing. But if you're watching us, listen, if you're watching on Facebook Live or YouTube, I want to pray for you today. Before we pray for anybody in this auditorium, I want to pray for you today. Because I believe that, that right where you're at, listen, you may be in a living room or in a kitchen or you may be listening on a podcast you could lay hands on yourself and you can declare the same thing over your life that God has provided healing for you today. Amen. Amen. God has provided healing for you today. So listen, when this feed ends, I want you to know, listen, you just believe, you continue to believe. The enemy will try to bring doubt, but you continue to believe and speak. In fact, I want to pray for you right now. Right where you're at, you just lay hands on yourself. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you today that God, you provided healing for every believer. And faith is the way we access it today. Faith is the way we access it today. It's always about faith. And so we stand in faith, the same faith that we stood to believe that God forgave us of our sins is the same faith we access today, our healing, our deliverance for our spirit, soul, and body in Jesus name. Lord, I curse every sickness today, every disease today. For those struggling with emotional pain, for those struggling with shame and bondage to their past, I speak freedom to them today in Jesus name. Amen and amen. I want to thank you for joining us today. God bless you guys. Share this broadcast with somebody. Make sure that they get these truths today. The whole counsel of God, the sun will arise. Amen. Now, if you're out here today, I want to pray for you today. I'm going to believe God with you today.
I'm going to stand with you today. And I want you to know this, that it's easy sometimes for us to just go, well, if it happens, it happens. And I could just live with it. I could just take medication. Huh? I'll just, I'll just suffer through this. I'll just, I'll just grin and bear it. I'll just get through it somehow. No, you don't have to be that way. You don't have to live like that. You can believe and you can receive today. Huh? You know, when I was a youth pastor, I had a kid that came forward with salvation every week. I'd give an altar call. He'd come every week. By the third time he came forward, I had to stand. I had to go, okay, man, what's going on? He said, well, I just, I just didn't feel anything. I just don't know if it happened. I just, the truth is he just had doubt. And I said, let's settle this thing once and for all. I'm going to pray for you one more time. And when you pray today to receive forgiveness of your sins, you believe that you're forgiven. He said, okay. And we settled it right then and there. In just a moment, I'm going to call you forward. And if you've been struggling with healing, if it's something that you just, you don't know if it's for you, you don't know if because of your past, or you don't know even if God's willing. You think he's able, but you don't know if he's willing. You settle that thing today. He is able and he is willing. Amen. Would you stand to your feet today?